The Other Alliance Guys podcast with your hosts, Tim, Dave, and Jeremy. Hello and welcome once again to another edition of the Other Alliance Guys podcast, a presentation of alliance-wrestling.com, your number one source for news and information around the National Wrestling Alliance. My name is Tim. I go by NWA Gold. And I am joined today by my, well, recently of NWA 74, Mr. Dave Scooby. How are you, Dave? I'm doing well. Great. And my, our other brother in podcasting, he's wrestling with the MMA. How are you, Jeremy? Doing well. Good. Well, we are, as mentioned, coming off of the two-night spectacular extravaganza NWA 74th anniversary show uh, live from the Chase Hotel's Corazon Ballroom in beautiful St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, now, as I mentioned, Dave was uh, was there at the event, so he'll be giving us insights as we uh, as we go through it tonight that um, we may have missed on watching it on uh, pay-per-view ourselves. Um, we're going to be doing the deep dive on night one of that pay-per-view tonight. We're going to go through as much of night one as we possibly can. We are, of course, the 60-minute podcast that takes 90 minutes to complete, or as uh, Jeremy pointed out in our little Discord server, the uh, the, the 33%, now with 33% more podcasts. So we, uh, we uh, tend to go to a bit long, and tonight may be no uh, exception to that rule. Um We'll also be doing results only, having a look at re- just just the results only uh, at this week's uh, Power Season 10, Episode 1. Uh, and if there's time, we're going to look at some UWN results. And and Dave will, uh, uh, again, if there's time, look at the booking of Pretty Empowered. Um, so let's get, well, but let's talk to the chat just before we're here. We I see Jay, Jay and DKM are both here, so... Like I like to say, everybody look busy. Um, and uh, James Bell is here. Welcome. Thanks, uh, everybody, for joining. I see there's more people uh, watching who haven't spoken up yet, but please join the chat. Chime in. And uh, this, is a, this is a show where we like to go uh, back and forth with you guys and get your thoughts. Let's, uh, let's dive into NW7, NWA 74, night one. Uh, however, go, go right there. This was a night that is getting going to be headlined uh, by with an NWA World Women's Title Defense by the Brickhouse Camille against uh, Taya Valkyrie, and a night where Matt Cardona will also be in action. Um, it starts with a pre-show, uh, and now this was a three-hour and thirty-three minute pay-per-view. And I took a lot of notes, guys. I took, I took a lot of notes. Um, the pre-show, uh, however, uh, was on was on top of the obviously the uh, the event. And we started off with the country gentleman uh, taking on uh, Gold Rush. 
Um, I just want to touch on the pre-show tonight because I think we got a lot of stuff to go through for night one of the pay-per-view. Um, the end of this one came, uh, and maybe uh, for, for the two guys here on the show, we'll just kind of go back and forth, but um, the ending for this one came with a surprising ending for me, Dave, uh, where, where AJ Kazana hits an O'Connor roll on uh, Marche Rocket to... Uh, for, for the pinfall. It was kind of the, the shocker of the night. Yeah, I, I was uh, very surprised. I mean, um, both AJ and Anthony are a regular tag team. They work well together. Uh, but I was surprised to see them go over Gold Rush. But then later on, you see things develop throughout night one and into night two of Idol and Church's money possibly going their separate ways, that they were never all together at one time. Right. They were always separated one way or another. Right. So this may just be a reboot for Gold Rush and giving the new guys, quote unquote, a rub and giving them a win on the pre show. You know, Jeremy, I, I, I will go to you for this one as well, too, because. You know, this is Jordan Clearwater in the in the uh, pre-show, which I think you and I agree from from over in the UWN. It's a bit of a shame to see on the NWA, but maybe it is a new day for for Jordan in in the, the National Wrestling Alliance. What do you think? Uh, that'd be nice. Um, my hopes are there; they're not very high. That's just because of prior booking, but like I said, hope is there. It'd be nice to see him get handled a lot better and more appropriately, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I agree. We go to May Valentine with Jay Bradley, which thankfully is cut short from technical difficulties. It, unless somebody just said, just cut it, just cut it. Um, Jay's got alephatitis of the inner thigh and uh, has his back to the camera. We soon see what that visually looks like, and it cuts out. So probably the less said, the better there. Um, but we do get VSK uh, up next with, uh, not with anyone, against uh, Rhett Titus. And this was, this was a match with some, you know, had a very strong technical opening. Um, there, was, there was a lot of counters, a lot of, uh, a lot of chain wrestling. Um, there was a uh, uh, a lot of work on on um, a, an injured arm uh, that Rhett Titus, if I'm recalling it correctly, seemed to uh, seemed to be sporting. Um, anyway, there was a uh, a frog splash from uh, uh, from Titus and a belly to belly suplex for the win. Jeremy, what did you think of this match? Uh. I haven't really seen a whole lot of VSK up into this up to this point in the ring, and I was surprised by just how technically sound he really is. Both of them made everything look really fluid. Um, it was just overall a good match. I really enjoyed it. Dave, did the crowd in the ballroom dig it as much as I did? Uh, yes, they did. I, it was just good straight-ahead wrestling. It, it wasn't. It didn't. It didn't need a story for them to wrestle. It's just, right. hey, we're two guys. 
one of them is a buddy of Cardona, so quote unquote, he's naturally the heel. Titus can can go, and I mean, I, I talked with him at the Fan Fest, and he's just, I mean, he's the nicest guy, but I mean, get him in the ring, and he goes for the throat. He is such a technical wrestler, but he can get dirty if need be. But I mean, I, I liked it just for what it was. It was a, a wrestling match. Yeah. It, yeah. Didn't, it really didn't need a story at all. It's just two guys fighting. And, and with some of the matches we'll see over night one and night two, uh, it, uh, it that really can be the story from time to time during this pay-per-view. It's like, hey, here's a wrestling match, you know. Yeah. Um, yep. So I thought that that was uh, that was great. Willie's in the house. He says Tyrus didn't get the 10 pounds of gold. He should go back to his second job as a float in the Tournament of Roses Parade. I swear, Willie, you sit at home. And you think of these things up. Good to see you, Willie. Uh, Jay says VSK has potential. He sure yeah. does. Yeah. Uh, he, he knows his stuff, and I, I hope that he's, uh, you know, he's going to be used uh, in, in a higher spot as time goes on this season. Um, we're thinking another, another uh, strange one to see in, you would think, off the top of your, you know, uh, it's certainly a pay-per-view worthy match. Um where you have the Pope who is just has, you know, a big sign over him essentially that's that that says, I will be NWA World's Heavyweight Champion someday. Um, taking on Rodney Mack. Uh, and this was Rodney was was with um, uh, Aaron uh, Stevens, of course, who's really gone full heel right now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there's there's not really a, any reason for the particular change. It just it's just seemed to be the way it, it did. Since it's the pre-show, I'll, I'll kind of avoid all the details of, of the match. But uh, in the end, uh, Pope gets locked in the euthanizer and, uh, and taps out. And we get um, a bit of a beatdown from, uh, from Mac and Stevens afterwards when, of course, running to the ring comes Kratos, the most feared, Aaron's former tag team partner and, and mercenary bodyguard, um, and, you know, kind of clears house and, and looks like he's back. Uh, Jeremy. You, what's that? Fingers crossed. Yeah, you're a Kratos guy? Yeah. yeah. I like Kratos a lot. Yeah, good. I, I don't know where he's been in for the last little while. Was it New Japan? Dave, New do you Japan know? Strong. Yep. New Japan Strong. Okay. So it, it should be good, and we'll be seeing more of, of Kratos as we you know, talk about later tonight. Um, difficult for me to see the Pope, uh, you know, sort of used in, in this way, but obviously this is a guy who's a real pro and, and you know, does the business for the company, and I... I predict the highest of honors for him in the future. Uh, and then Caprice Coleman and uh, Gustavo take on Colby Carino and Wrecking Ball Ligurski. And as I say, I didn't, uh, didn't take really a lot of notes about the pre-show, just everything else. But uh, what we get in this in the end is uh, Wrecking Ball uh, 
who he's tapping out to um, uh, Coleman's Chicken Wing. I'm trying to remember what it's called. Somebody tell me. Can't remember. Anyway, um, he taps out, and then after the match, which was a decent match, I thought all the way around, he's uh, uh, he shakes hands with uh, with both guys, and you know Colby's you know a great chicken shit heel, and he's like, yeah, what's going on? What are you doing? And Wrecking Ball just kind of pie faces uh colby away like and this very much the fixers have had enough of of this stuff and you know and we'll we'll, we'll end up seeing why that is um dave what did you think of this fight it was a it was a very good fight um i'm not really sure i i mean to get people on the show they did a, a tag match but it's set up the, the Wrecking Ball Ligurski turn for the good. Uh, not so much being a face, but he's not a heel anymore. Right. Um, and, and I mean, it, it set up the fight of a singles match the next night with Colby and Caprice, and both those guys can go. And I talked with them at the Fan Fest, and I mean, they just, they love wrestling. Right. It's a job, but they love it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's great. You know, Caprice is so amazing. Um, oh, this, yeah. It just, you know, and Colby, not to say he didn't come in uh, as a talent that wasn't good to start, but he's grown so much. And oh, yeah. Just in the last, you know, year, he, he moves such with so much more confidence now, and he really comes across as that, that uh, I don't know if you guys are hockey guys, but like he used to be a, a player. Like he reminds me of Kenny Lindsman, the rat guy. I used to just you know he'd get a penalty for tripping and he'd punch a guy, elbow guy, hit a guy with a stick on his way to the penalty box. And then that's what Colby reminds me yeah. of. A um, couple of comments from the from the chat. Willie likes Rhett Titus to go after the national title and win it, and and Kratos to. Uh, be a good challenger for the world's championship. Uh, that'd be fun, I think, down the road. I'd, I'd love to see the TV title and definitely the national title, both of those guys chasing that that stuff. Uh, really likes uh, Rodney Mack for, for TV champion. Um, but that's the pre-show for night one. And we get into the show itself, NWA 74, which starts, for those of us not lucky enough to be there in the arena, with bullet with butterfly wings from uh, the Smashing Pumpkins and the video package, you know the whole "The World Is a Vampire" song. And mm -hmm. I thought, how long is it? Why is it taking this long to use this song for, you know, for an NWA event? It's it's so great. Um, uh, we we start the show with former World's Heavyweight Champion Nick Aldis, and he's doing a talking about a promo. He's doing a promo talking about his situation in the nwa nick is back to being total face for this promo he says the world title doesn't belong to him it doesn't belong to trevor it belongs to the fans and he was the number one contender for it but then he got replaced as we know by tyrus um he doesn't he can't do anything about that but he tells the fans that anytime they pay a uh a dollar to see him. They're going to get their money's worth. Um, 
if he can't get back to the title, he says maybe it's time to walk away from the NWA. The crowd does not seem to, to like that. Um, you know, all this goes through some of his accomplishments. Uh, one of them is, is meeting and, and, and getting together with his now wife, Mickey James. He says, hold my beer a lot. You know, like, how can you, who can get a woman like that? You know, hold my beer. Who could take the title to China? Hold my beer. Um, place Flip Gordon to, to come up tight for night two because they're going to go the distance. And he goes out with some some really great uh, uh, cheers from the uh, from the audience. Jeremy, what do you think of, uh, of uh, this promo from uh, the National Treasure? Um, my disdain for the National Treasure is well documented. Um, it honestly, it was kind of clunky to me. Okay. It, I, he could have, he could have gotten the same message across without having to throw in how he saw Mickey and knew he was going to make her his wife and is going to have children with her and his yearnings. And I don't care about your yearnings, dude. <laughs> I, it just, I, it, the man can talk. This one just seemed a little long-winded to me. Yeah, he, he always seems to have this, you know, even when he's he's out there talking to the crowd, Dave, like this is your night, this is your belt, the National uh, Wrestling Alliance is what we're all here for. He always seems to have this undertone of, but like, remember, I'm really great. And yeah. I, think, I, I think that's, that's a double-edged sword. It's a it's a mark of a really good, uh, you know, talent, and it's it sometimes can be a, a bit of a bit of uh, a go away heat. I like the promo. What did you think there in the building? Uh, it was, he he had the crowd going, but like you said, it, it'd be about oh you guys you guys the NWA you guys, but then back to me. Right. But if if you followed Nick, I mean. I knew who Nick was as Magnus back in TNA, but I never really watched. Yeah. So I went back and I watched some of his stuff. That's how he's always been. Yeah. It's just, it's the upper echelon. He comes out in, in his suits. While you're wearing a t-shirt, I'm wearing a suit. I'm better than you. He could be wearing a t-shirt, but his is 100% cotton. Is yours 100% cotton? It's, yeah. it's just the way he is. I've never really seen him. I don't know if he's that way in real life, but I'm assuming that, yes. Yeah, maybe. I mean, who knows? But it's just he exudes natural heel in, yeah. in the same but in a different way that Tom Latimer does for me. That's why I thought Strictly Business works so well. You know, mm -hmm. Tom yeah. It, one one of the things is, he while he may be a natural heel, depending on who he is going against in the ring, he can be a, you're a heel, but you're our heel. Yeah. You're a bad guy, but you're our bad guy. Right. So, I mean, it just depends on if he's going against a super baby face and everybody loves him. I mean, Trevor was so over with the crowd because he is a St. Louis native. Right. And he has the he has he holds the Harley card. Well, 
Aldous also holds the Harley card, but he didn't use it. Right. Sure. So well, James had asked what the estimated crowd for NWA 74 was. Uh, I don't know that number, but I don't think from what we were watching on TV that it was sold out. Do you have an idea how many tickets were sold down there, Dave? I don't. I, I don't know the number. I know there were seats here and there, but at, at least in my area, looking around, it was 85, 90% full. There were, I don't know, I'd, I'd say on the low end, 500, on the high end, maybe 650, 700. Okay. Night two was a bigger crowd than night one. Yeah. But I really didn't understand if that if they're selling combo tickets, why you wouldn't just pony up the money for both nights? Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's one of those things that logically you think to yourself, well, night one stuff will happen that may affect night two. Yeah. But then again, if, if you're, if you're a, a fight subscriber, you can watch night one and then go well, night two it. if you like it. If you walk in on night two and go, great, what are all these matches? When, why did these get set up, you know, as, yep. as it did for this? Then you're missing out. I'm going to throw this one up. The boss says he spent a few days with uh, Nick around in China. <laughs> and there's his opinion of him in real life. Um, but, you know, again, it works. And there's a lot of Ric Flair comparisons, I think, that are fair uh, that come up around Nick. And it doesn't take away uh, from, from what Jay calls him a, a 5 tool athlete, but yeah. Um, anyway, it was a good way to start off the show. We there's the cat. Oh, off you go. And then we get um, we start off uh, wrestling wise with EC3 versus the returning Mims. Um, it was good to to see Mims back in action after recovering from the injury that he had uh, earlier this year. Uh, it was a shoulder injury. Um, you know, EC3, a very enigmatic and, as we'll find out, well-spoken uh, gentleman. Um, there's a lot of, of trading of pushes as this, they're pushing each other into the corner, rather, uh, in this uh, in this match to start. And shoulder blocks before EC, EC3, uh, I don't want to say ECW, um, sends uh, Mims into the ring post uh, shoulder first, and he targets that shoulder. Uh, he's hammering Mims with strikes. Uh, Mims fights from underneath, uh, but EC3 hits uh, the one percenter, and which is uh, uh, I can't even know how to describe it. But and then the purpose to uh, which is sort of a modified chicken wing, almost STF to win by submission in about three minutes uh, or five minutes, I would say rather. So, so after the match, EC3 calls for the mic um, and knocks the history, the nostalgia of the National Wrestling Alliance. Uh, the past won't go away. That's the story here. It's the ball with the past, and it just won't go away, and that story sucks. Um, he tells us that we can't see the future because the past is so comforting, uh, you know, the, and, and it's really holding all of the talent here back. He's, again, he's very enigmatic, but uh, control your narrative while a really interesting idea is 
not entirely clear to me what it is. I think we'll get there and there's, and there's time. Um, but I don't entirely get what, what control your narrative is trying to, trying to do. Um, but Tom Latimer comes to the ring and in a really interesting promo where he knows Tom's standing behind him and he's talking to him, but he isn't looking at him at all. I thought that was a very cool kind of body language. Um, you know, he's saying, you're the best thing that's come out of the National Wrestling Alliance. And, you know, on the surface, you're happy. You got clean and sober here. You met your wife here. You found your purpose here. But that's just on the surface. And you got a lot of demons. And, and as God is my witness, I'm going to pull every single one of them out of you and out of your out of your soul. He turns around and he looks Latimer in the eye and they both just kind of, you know, deadpan each other. And out he goes. Latimer doesn't say a word. Jeremy, what did you think of EC3? Um, I thought it was a good debut match, um, bringing him out against Mims, who we've seen go the distance with Tyrus. And then to have the story that they told immediately injuring the shoulder, then focusing on that. Um, it was a textbook match. And then the promo afterwards... I'm not, I'm with you. I'm not clear as to what the control your narrative thing is. Um, the whole killing the, the past and everything and, and the history is passe essentially is, is part of it. I don't get that, but I will see where it goes. And I'm interested to see what happens between him and Tom moving forward. Definitely. Yeah. Dave, this seemed like as much there was as much possibility of Tom Latimer becoming a a right hand to Ethan Carter the third or the essential character, uh, if you if you like. Uh, just that's what immediately came to mind when when they go through the the motions together, uh, when they go through the paces or whatever war they're about to have into. That seemed like as much of a possibility as mm -hmm. Tom being you know defiantly opposed to him. What, what are your thoughts on this potential feud? Well, um, it's I, I think it's setting up a good feud for EC3 coming in. And for Tom, they do have a past from TNA days. And yeah. I think they're, I, I, I think it's, I'm not sure if it's really telling a story of, good and bad or it's it's if you can't beat them join them he reminds me guys like a modern day version and this maybe this is said everywhere i don't know but he reminds me of raven yeah, yeah. okay yeah yeah in that like you know but raven had a very grunge rock era 90s you know, kind of vibe that EC3 seems much darker. Well, maybe not darker, but more modernized anyway. But that enigmatic personality where he's going to draw people to him and, you know, make them see the light of day, you know. Well, no, I think in a sense it kind of is a little bit darker than Raven because Raven kind of wore his intentions on his sleeve. Yeah. You know, with, with EC3, there's that underlying, that underlying something's there that we're not we're not privy to right now so that kind of to me makes him a little more sinister yeah he's definitely interesting to me he looks like a million bucks like he still yeah. looks like that way um 
But we move on. The miserably, miserably faithful. Uh, Judas, Sal the Pal, and Gags the Gimp. Jeremy's already going. <laughs> uh, are they face the ill-begotten Alex Taylor, Jeremiah Plunkett, and Danny Deals in in uh, full wrestling mode? And what is billed as the Beelzebub's Bedlam match? It's essentially anything goes. Um, Plunkett uh, made me smile. You know, he's he's somebody that we all seem to like here in the Alliance because he looked part Rock and Roll Express with his, uh, you know, his uh, bandanas, and he looked like part Ralphus with his T-shirt to me. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, but it's back and forth after a fast start. There's a there's a chair wedged in the corner for Plunkett to eat. Um, deals quite correctly tries mostly to hide during this match. Uh, there's a trash can brought into the ring that gets shot into Taylor. Um, there's a comedy spot where Deals tries to ward off Judeus with holy water and a and a crucifix. Um, thankfully to no effect. I I thought that if that that probably would have put it over the over the edge. There's a ladder set up there's a lot of chairs thrown into the ring. Uh, there's a broom. Uh, everybody takes some chair shots, gags, and, and uh, Sal really takes some nasty ones. Judeus is stopped from using a tire iron at one point. And then there is, depending on how you look at it, the spot of the night or the mistake of, of, of the pay-per-view where Sal climbs up on the on the ladder outside, which is outside the ring, that Alex Taylor is on, and uh, tries for a superplex off of the ladder into the ring, and I don't know if it was intentional. I don't know if it was planned. Like I mean, planned when I say intentional, or if it was just a mistake. But Alex's back hits the top rope. He just, he just bends like this over the back and flops into the ring. It was one of the only times in, the, in this weekend where I went, oh, that does not look, that does not look good. Um, but he seems to be okay. We, we learn, you know, as the weekend goes on. Um, Danny tries to escape. Danny Deals tries to escape. Medusa... Uh, appears of course they've been feuding on nwa usa for a while she throws i guess chalk in his eyes uh for or some kind of you know flower or something to blind him and judeus uh pins him uh right guy i think gets pinned here after a choke slam to to win this match this was for me uh, a mess it was like everything and anything i didn't completely hate it uh, as much as I thought I would, but there was a lot going on in, in this particular match with a, a lot of, you know, uh, activity. Um, again, a lot of just a lot of different spots. Jeremy, what'd you think of this one? I thought Alex Young was dead. Oh yeah. Alex thought, Taylor. Yeah, yeah. Or Alex Taylor. I mean, I thought he was dead and yeah. the way he rolled off of the apron after the three count and just, fell to the floor and everybody went rushing over to him. Yeah. I just, I thought he was dead. Deals, but, I think was down on the mat. Like, you know, like, and he just went right over. Like, right over to him. <laughs> Are you okay? I, I've seen 
I've seen people take nasty, nasty spills. I was a skateboarder for years. I ran around with skateboarders, bikers, or bicyclists, and rollerbladers, and I saw some pretty gnarly spills. And that one, I, I just that made my heart beat or heart skip a beat for a second because that just oh god. How about the match overall? Did you uh, did you dig it or no? No. No. Too much going on. Um, I think it it, it would have worked better as as a three as as a six man tag with tags in and out instead of just everything going all at once. It wasn't bad, but it just a little too much to to try and keep up with. Yeah, Sean Mega's talking about the question mark. We'll get to that. We're doing seventy four night one right now. Um, but we'll get to that. Dave, you seem calmer over this match than, uh, <laughs> than Jeremy and I are. What did you see from your, your seat nearby? Um, well, like Jeremy said, I mean, it's just a lot going on when it's not a quote-unquote tag match. Right. But if they could have I'm, – I'm not sure. I mean, I'll have to watch it again. But you can't catch everything – whether you're there live or even watching on TV because you have two or three, either a double team going on or three separate guys fighting three other separate guys. It's, it wasn't bad for what it was. Right. And it keeps the story of them battling. And I think if they keep, Judas as the monster and the miserably faithful. If they keep them battling either as a tag team or as, as a single competitor against the El Begotten, that's your USA story. Yeah. That right. each week it can go it can go on for weeks until somebody either turns or there's a definite winner. Yep. Yeah. I mean, like as we say, like we didn't totally hate it for what it was, but it was what it was, and it was big and big and messy. Um, we then get Chris Adonis versus Odinson. Uh, I won't spend too much time on this on this match, but it is important to touch on. It was a serviceable match, uh, I, th I thought, with lots of holds and chops and power moves. Boy, does Odinson love that Asgardian uppercut. He's got to tone it down yeah. just one after the other. And this is just like a couple of weeks after doing nothing but that when he faced Tyrus. So um, anyway, they, they block and they trade moves. Uh, Adonis goes for his master lock after um, Odinson had picked up that, that silver spray that he puts in his mouth as a, a, a la Mad Max Thunder Road. Uh, Thunder Road? Yeah, Fury. Thunder Road, right? Fury Road. Fury Road. Thunder Road Springsteen. So, <laughs> um, and he locked in the master lock. He puts it behind his head. And he sprays it in Adonis' face. He loses by disqualification. Hits him with the bottle. Uh, and, uh, and off he goes. Um, not much to see here, but important for what will happen later. Uh, Dave, how did how did you think Adonis versus Odinson went? I mean, for for what it was, it was a good match. You had two big guys in there 
that were hard hitting. And it, it definitely wasn't a technical match. But like you said, I mean, Odinson needs to expand his horizons and come up with a few other moves. The uppercut, I mean, that's that's a killer move. But if that's your only move, jumping off the ropes and hitting somebody, jumping off the ropes, oh, let's do it again and again and again. Well, after a while, if you do it two or three times and it does nothing, how effective is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But one, or two, I mean, one, one or two more moves in there and just mix, mix it up. Maybe three or four, but yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, Poyo, Poyo Delmar has been on this, uh, on, yeah, the worm. Hello, Skeletor. Um, Poyo Delmar has been on the show, and she said, you know, he spent a lot of time with uh, Pero in the yeah. end, and so yeah. he's learning to break out on his own right now. And do so that's, I mean, he's 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 young and he's got some stuff to to, to go. But notes from us in the cheap seats, right? Let's get a few more moves in there. Um, up next, we have Kyle spending a moment with Pretty Empowered, and you know, LNV says. The, the Hex are just jealous because Pretty Empowered took the titles and uh, made them better. Uh, Kenzie's kind of mm, doesn't appreciate the arrogance. Uh, yes, Unseen Shifter, you are famous now too. <laughs> you have the other Alliance guys rubbed now. There you go. You're just, you're, you're bound for glory. Um, uh yeah, is, this, is that your wife? I'm trying to remember. Is that your wife or your son? No, that's my son's best friend. Oh, okay. <laughs> we call his his nickname Skeletor. His name his real name's Chris, but we call him Skeletor because he looks like Skeletor from E Man. Well, wow. yeah, uh, it's kind of weird. Okay, he, he's oh, a good well. guy though. All right. Um. So so Kenzie, who's obviously the face in this tag team, says, "Look." This is this is a dream for me, and you know, we have grown as a tag team. L and I, they have no idea how important it is that the, that the the support they've gotten from the crowd. She really appreciate appreciates it. Ella kind of appears to be crying, and then she suggests that Kenzie's a child, and you know, she starts saying about how the hex is basically politicking backstage you're doing that you're doing this kenzie cuts her off and says we're not playing that game this interview's over we'll do our talking in the ring and so we see that descent of, from from the hex um you know who we will see again uh, uh excuse me from pretty empowered that we will see again later um that being just a segment though i'm gonna go straight if you're all right guys i'm gonna go straight right into the junior heavyweight match um homicide versus Kerry Morton for the NWA World Junior Heavyweight Championship. Homicide has owned this thing for months and months. He has taken on all challengers. He has been, with the exception of Camille, possibly, yeah, with the exception of Camille, the strongest champion in the NWA. And it's not for lack of trying because he defends it all the time. Uh, Kerry Morton, his father, uh, Ricky's there at ringside with him. Um, there's some arm drags and some and, and takedowns with, with kip-ups. They, they kind of go, oh, okay, you know, a couple times, and they shake hands a couple times. 
The third time it happens, Homicide just goes dead-eyed on, on Carrie, slaps that hand away, pulls the hair, and, and punches him in the face. So Carrie, you know, we're getting the sense that, not that Homicide is frustrated, but he's kind of, he's a darker soul. He's a, he's a bad man underneath the surface. Um, you know, Carrie counters with some of, his, some of his aerial moves and Homicide hits that triple vertical suplex a la Eddie Guerrero. Um, he wrestles a little heel. He gets, he gets rough. He pokes Carrie in the eyes and in the throat. Um, so the story here seems to be that he's kind of going slowly heel against this, this match to, to com sort of combat Carrie's overwhelming youthful energy. Um, Carrie tries to hit the kiss of, the kiss it goodbye. Uh, he lands. He gets caught in the on homicide's cutter. Uh, but kicks out. Homicide uh, gets hit by the uh, the kiss it goodbye shortly thereafter. Uh, but gets his leg on the ropes. Carrie misses a frog splash. Homicide goes for the cop killer. Uh, it's reversed into a super kick. There's lots of near pinfalls all over the place. Finally, though, we get a low blow from Homicide, and who who says to the ref, he begs the ref, no, 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 don't DQ me. It was an accident. It was it was a foot. I should point that out. Back and under the crotch, uh, not a, a the classic fist to the to, from the knees. Um, the match continues, and Homicide turns uh, Carrie's failed moonsault, uh, works that into an avalanche Koji cutter for the pin. They kind of push and slap each other slightly at the end. Um, Dave, it felt like uh, Homicide was going heel and the crowd was firmly behind Kerry Morton. Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, when, when Ricky and Kerry came out, crowd loved it. It's ho hopefully Kerry can live up to the Morton name in so much as doing his own thing, but also representing his father. Um, but I mean, he's, I mean, white meat baby face. Like, hey, that was a good move, good move. Let's shake, let's shake. And, and I'm like rolling my eyes going, okay, this is pushing it a little too far, but it helps tell the story of homicide being frustrated and going, okay, yeah, you're younger. You're trying to get one up on me by any means necessary. I'm going to win. Right. Did you like the match? I, I, I did like the match, and I think it furthered the story. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it was one of, uh, Jeremy, I thought it was one of Kerry's better matches. Um, not that he's had crappier ones, but he's coming along pretty well. Um, and it looks like the cardio to me has improved too. What did you think of Kerry and the match overall? Uh, the match overall was was it, it like Dave said it told a good story and it's helping to advance for a, a further story down the line. Um, I'm interested to see how Ricky comes into play with this with with the interaction between Homicide and Ricky after the match with him kissing the belt in front of him and basically taunting him with it. Um, we all know that homicide has a has a has a dark and devious side to him, and it's kind of good to see that starting to come out now. After yeah. kind of some of the silliness, and not to say it was silly, but 
some of the more shiny, happy homicide that we're not really used to. Right. It was he. He always um, um, kind of reminds me. Uh, well, Eddie Kingston is 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 where, what I like to compare him to. Where you know he's he can be a he can be a good guy in the in in the ring. You know he can play fair and everything, especially in the NWA. But but with uh, like Eddie saying that time probably two three seasons ago now. Was like you know they told me not to take a come out here with a with a screwdriver and stick it in your eye like yeah I, I yeah. don't remember who he was talking to but he's that kind of guy to me yeah yeah Jay, Jay says quick name another impact pay per view anybody bound for glory bound for I was gonna say road to glory I couldn't <laughs> bound for glory I think is one yeah I was I saw that pop up on the screen and I was thinking and I was totally blank and then you popped it up and that one sprung into my yeah. brain. So Yeah, I cannot remember any others, however. Um, James Bell says it's time for Ricky to back away and let Kerry develop on his own. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't hate Ricky in a manager role, especially as an Uber baby face. There there was a point where Ricky was standing right there and homicide put his foot on the ropes. And Ricky just kind of went, ah, you know, like he didn't try to knock it off or do anything. Right. That's not Ricky Morton, right? Yeah. Uh, maybe that's Richard Morton, if you remember way back to to, to the day, but that was very brief. Um, so Homicide Retains, we get wrestling legend Tommy Rich uh, interviewed by Kyle on the ring. He talks about NWA champion and how great it is to be back in the NWA again. Uh Tommy was a, a world champion for a, a cup of coffee, uh, but he's so popular. And, and, you know, he was perfect for just, hey, I love, love being here. This is fantastic. And he yep. has that that personality that just fires up a room in two minutes flat, right? Dave, did you meet him at FanFest? Or, or what did yes, you think? Yes, I did. Nicest guy ever. I mean, uh, got, got his autograph, and he's like, uh, yeah, you want, you want a picture? I'm like... No, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I really don't do pictures. Oh, come on, come on. So I ended up taking a picture, and I mean, just, I mean, nicest guy ever. And yeah. he loves the fans. Yeah, yeah. The fans made him, and he repays yeah. it ten times over when he does the fan fests. That, I mean, he, he gives 110%. He, go, he goes goes to all these he's like yeah he goes i got probably about 20 booked a year and he just goes there goes there and he goes it's great seeing all the guys that i used to wrestle and some of these new new people but we'd be doing nothing in the ring if it wasn't for the fans yeah you know he's he's like you say he's just got this great enigmatic personality there's a lot of stories as to why he was champion for you know at all or for a week or no longer or or whatever, but the one I like best is that Harley just just thought he just deserves it. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. he's just that guy, and I, I he deserves to have this this uh, this rub on his name. So, you a Wildfire fan, uh, Jeremy? Yeah, uh, yeah, I liked him whenever I was whenever I was younger, and he's still he's still that that bigger than life personality. You know, he came out and he totally could, he had the he had that crowd in the palm of his hand. From that first day to the last one, they were on everything that he said, and he and he he earned his money to, 
you know, he came out there and he got that crowd fired up again. Right. He really did. Um, yeah, Jay tells us the homicide was, or excuse me, Kingston was talking about Pope in that screwdriver bit that, that we mentioned earlier. He was he was something else that he uh, he also says he he's done with Ricky as as well. Uh, Rick Del Santo is in the house. Rick, hey, Rick, my friend, good to see you. I just watched the replay. Yeah, I just watched the replay of the P PWZ podcast the other day. Great stuff. Please uh, check that out, guys. Willie could name some impact pay per views. Uh, I cannot. Um, so there you go. Good justice. That's the one I. I couldn't remember that. That one kept popping in my head, but it just didn't sound right. Yeah, I've never heard of him before, so that that tells you what what I know. Um, man, we got to push this thing. Uh, Mays backstage with Poyo Del Mar and Silas Mason. What's your prediction for tonight, Silas? Prediction: pain. <laughs> it was hilarious. Uh, May kind of just you know. <laughs> um, Poyo, can you, she says, can you guarantee that you won't inter interfere tomorrow in the MLW open weight, national open weight title match? She says, you know, honey, there's only two guarantees. Uh, I'm going to look stunning and that Mason's going to win that title. Um, I like Poyo. I, you know, we all do. And, and Poyo is such a fun addition to the NWA. Um, Matt Cardona, uh, he does a promo before his match. Uh, Talking about his return from injury, he's still here. He mentioned that he he'll be challenging for the NWA World's Heavyweight Title again, just like Billy promised him um, when he had to forfeit that title three months ago due to injury. He's picked a tough man for tonight. No, it's not Nick Aldis. Nick, it's not going to be Nick Aldis. No, it's not Bully Ray who's been bullying me online. It's the toughest man. This guy is a future champion. It's Rolando Freeman. And Rolando Freeman versus Matt Cardona is up. Uh, so there's a cheap shot from um, from uh, Matt Cardona to start this match at the handshake. Um, uh, you know, he gets the, uh, the he goes for the handshake again. He gets one of these from Rolando. Uh, who's obviously a, a four foot eleven firecracker? He gets some offense in on this on this match more arguably than he should. Um, although to be fair, it is largely Cardona in control of the match. Uh, however, you know after some some comeback spots where uh, Rolando is is able to capitalize, uh, Cardona drives him drives him down. He leans back on him. He throws up the bird in his in his cocky pin attempt, and he is rolled over. And one, two, three, Rolando defeats former NWA World's Heavyweight Champion uh, Matt Cardona. The chase. I'm going to go to you, Dave, because you were there. The chase was seemed electric, more electric than they were at any point during the night. And the spectaculars arrive and carry Rolanda out on their shoulders. What did you think? It was, I mean, all I could think, I'm, I'm watching it happen and I'm like, wow. This, this, this is like the one, two, three kid. That's all I could think of. It's the underdog beating 
the cocky guy with the swagger that nobody can beat me, blah, 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 I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. Well, you just got pinned one, two, three. Yeah. And it was just, it was, it was feel good. And the crowd just, the crowd ate it up. But it wasn't Rolando defeats um, Tim Storm, uh, former NWA World Heavyweight Champion, as an example. It was Rolando beats the champion who just gave it up. And I was arguing in uh, the the uh, Alliance Discord today, uh, arguing, you know, discussing, not arguing, no one was yelling, that this is not good, uh, you know, re regardless of of, uh, of how this was booked or, or, or you know, who was responsible. Uh, but I, I was arguing, Jeremy, that this takes a lot of the potential shine for me off of Matt Cardona to return as world's heavyweight champion. What did you think of this match? Um, with, and we'll touch on this in a, in a moment with power, but this does nothing for Cardona. I, I, I saw the same thing in the discord and I don't care who asked for what or who said that they wanted this done. This goes back to garbage mud show wrestling booking to me. You know, it, it's it just it, it makes no sense to me. I don't know where they're going with this, what story this builds, other than it put it furthers the fact that Rolando is possibly a bigger badass than Rush. And the stories that he's pushed on his Instagram and stuff about how Rolando, you know, took up for him and, and fought his battles for him for, as a kid. But that's really all it forwards. That's all it really pushes storyline for me wise is that it doesn't, I don't understand it. You know, Jay pointed out uh, on that same discord server um, that, uh, you know, there are other people who could have benefited from this that have a real upside. And, and what he doesn't get about it, as he says, it was crap. Yeah. Uh, you know, was that you've got Jordan Clearwaters, you've got Matthew Mims, you've, you've got other guys out there who, who really could have benefited from, from this position. And it's Rolando. Uh, but as Even we'll see... Even if it had been a squash match on Cardona's side where he won and he squashed somebody like Clearwater or something, yeah, it still wouldn't have really hurt them because he's a he is the NWA champion that had to give up the title because of an injury, you know. Yep. Yeah. Uh, DKM says, "Remember, Cardona is the savior who puts asses in the seats." Okay. You Tim, can almost hear the sarcasm from here. You were saying that? Uh, the only thing I could I could see them going forward with is Cardona family versus the Spectaculars to give the newest tag team a little rub. Whether they win or lose, they're going against one of the bigger names and bigger factions that is in the NWA now. 
because I mean, Matt says he's he's a hundred percent. He may or may not. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was, he was good enough to come back and, and wrestle, and he's wrestled a couple times. So I mean, he's he's on the way, but he may not be at a hundred percent. So let's just do this story and see where it takes us. I mean, he can no where it's going, but I'm, I'm yep. just keeping my fingers crossed. Yeah, we'll see. DKM says they didn't want it to be a benefit to anyone, uh, for anyone. That's the point. Um, I'm well, glad he'll talk, I'm sure, more about it tomorrow night on the Alliance Guys podcast with uh, with Jay, Colin, Jaden. Um, let's uh, let's move along from, I guess this is probably the shocker of the night, um, Rolando. Uh, we get May with uh, with Baby Doll and Samantha Star. Uh, Baby Doll's here to to manage Samantha Star. Uh, you know their their faces. Uh, she's honored to be here. Samantha says she's honored to be here too. Uh, she, you know she's going to be the first in and the last out. Uh, but no matter what happens tonight, they're going to see stars. So that was uh, that was fun. Um, but the Burke Invitational Gauntlet to earn a shot at the NWA Women's World Championship is uh, is up next for night two, of course, that championship match. And this was there's too many competitors for me to try to do a rundown here. But the order of entry that came in was Kylan King, who we know wanted that first spot. They they talked about that to prove herself. Then Samantha Starr. Then we get Natalia Markova, uh, Missa Kate. Uh, Maddie Rankowski, Taryn Terrell, uh, Max the Impaler, Tootie Lynn, Angelina Love, and then Genocide. So every 90 seconds, someone else is new, uh, a new person's in. They can win, I believe, by pinfall submission or throwing them over the top rope. Um, so the noted moments in this for me was Max came out and she just, you know, basically stomps through the ring. And Maddie, Maddie goes, nope, and eliminates herself over the top rope and flees through the crowd. That was a lot of fun. Um, uh, it's funny because you, you, they do a close-up of, uh, of Max just, like, watching her go. <laughs> uh, I thought it was, it was pretty amusing. Um, Max, all, another one, Max eliminating both Taryn and Angelina Love at the same time. Um, it was clear she was fairly dominant in that. In, in this whole thing. Um, the, the final four came down to Kylan King, uh, Natalia Markova, Max the Impaler, and Genocide, which to me were the perfect final four for this. Mm -hmm. um, and that starts off with each one of them in turn hitting a move on the next uh, until they're, they're all basically down on the mat. I thought that was a pretty neat spot to watch as, as well. Um, it comes down to uh, Markova and uh, eliminating Kylan King with the beautiful destruction at the same time that Max eliminates Jenna with the welcome to the wasteland, which was an impressive feat um, as well. They kind of stare at each other. They trade moves evenly back and forth. But in the end, it's Max the Impaler with another wasteland to win. The, the miserably faithful come in to celebrate um jeremy tell me about your thoughts about the burke invitational gauntlet 
Um, it was a good match overall. I, I agree with you on, on the the booking of it, of how it played out as it went along. Um, I got a kick out of Maddie taking off out of the ring and, and Max just standing there and watching as it happens. You know, just it, to me, that kind of sold the fact that she's not really worried about anybody because there was a lot of bodies in there. She's just standing there watching somebody who was scared of her. That was more important to her than what was going on. And I thought that really sold the fact that she is, she is a walking, walking path of destruction. And then with her winning it, I thought that was a solid move as well. Um, I would have rather seen her and genocide as the final two, as opposed to Natalia, but on the same instance, the size difference and everything and the styles that paired up quite well. So, it was it was a good one. I enjoyed it. Yeah, you know, and it is the little things like like you mentioned about Max that that really helped, you know, put her over for me. Like yeah. watching that person go when there's a fight going on, right? Nope. Like and they come in the ring to celebrate, and here's Gags, and he's like, "Yeah, you win." She just like like slams Gags out of the way, you know, and she's like, "What's going on?" For a second, and Judas is like, "Put your fist up like this," and he's like. It, it was funny. It was comedy. Um, uh, Dave, I'll, I'll throw this up here. DKM says, what about Tootie Lynn lasting less than two minutes? Did everyone get served well enough in this match? Uh, Samantha Starr went from second in almost to the final four, as an example, mm -hmm. and nobody's seen her before. How did you How did you find the, the booking for this match? It was... I found it odd being that we're in St. Louis and Tootie's hometown girl. Yeah. She didn't last longer. I'm not sure if she was at the tapings. I really haven't heard any spoilers. Um, overall, it didn't do Tootie any favors knocking her out so early. I don't know. Um, Samantha Starr did okay. But I, was, I wasn't super impressed. She was a body that was in there. I know they were playing up the, the legacy of Baby Doll and the NWA, having another generation represent represented wrestling. But I, I think if they would have switched out when they got knocked out, being that Samantha Starr was the second in, that if she would have been... In Tootie's place, and Tootie would have lasted up until the final four. Yeah, that it would have given her a couple more minutes in ring and more response from the hometown crowd, a more positive response. Right. Well, it. it I, I think in the end, we all felt it was fairly decent, uh, but but with those details, might have been a little bit, uh, might have been a little bit better. Um, we get Kyle. Uh, with in the well on the ramp with Aaron Stevens. Look, Aaron's so good at, at comedy and and you know um, he's so witty and everything. Sometimes, like sometimes he just like he's done this heel turn that I just because you know there's no reason he hates pro wrestling and the only thing worse than pro wrestling is the fans and stop talking and look at my butt because it's great and you smile as a as a as a fan he's funny. 
but basically says Kratos attacked me and he couldn't cut it here, so he left. Now he's back. So tomorrow night it's going to be me with Rodney Mack in my corner against you, Kratos. And you, who will you have? Well, nobody because you don't work here. Um, it was a fun little segment, Jeremy, uh, to, to talk for, to have Aaron Stevens flap his gums for two minutes. Uh, what do you think? It's, he's another one that I could sit to, I could sit down and listen, just do an hour long promo or more. And I'm sure he probably could pull it off. Yeah. Um, and I agree with you. I think he just, he walks in one day is like, Hey, I'm going to be a hill today just because it sounds like fun. Yeah. I think he's a producer. Uh, so yeah. he must have some sway. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's fun to hear. I just, you know, I hope for, for greater things for him to come. Um, but we'll move on to the matches again, three and a half hour pay-per-view. Holy moly. Um, it is Scion taking on Jack Stain for the National Heavyweight Championship. What I like from the start on uh, on this is that Dane comes out, Chris Silvio is holding up the belt, walking behind them like you might see in a professional boxing match. I thought that was really, really, uh, really cool. Um, it's a little things, guys. It's a little yep. thing. Jack starts with the the vest on. Uh, you know, which doesn't stay on too long, but it's largely uh, Dane with the, the power moves dominating over Sion to start. Uh, but Sion ends up fighting back, taking over, and Dane bails. And he, he's like the Silvio, let's go. They grab the belt, they're going to walk out. But Sion's not going to let that happen. Uh, he uh, throws him back, at, uh, back into the, uh, the ring where... Uh, Seemingly unbeknownst to Scion, Crimson, or Anthony Mayweather, if you prefer, is is standing. Uh, he's jumped the barricade, and he chokeslams uh, uh, Jack Stane and says to Scion, go ahead and pin him. You're welcome. Um, you know, and Scion have none of it. He attacks uh, uh, Anthony, uh, yeah, Mayweather, Anthony Mayweather. I'm just going to call him Crimson. He attacks Crimson. Um, you know, for daring to to take away the sanctity of his national title win that he feels is upcoming. Um, he throws him around the arena outside for a bit. Uh, back in the ring, in a, in, a, in a bit of a strange spot, a little bit, there's a sleeper applied that, that Dane taps to. He, he taps to the sleeper, but Chris Silvio has distracted the ref and he doesn't see it. Um, so when it's released and, you know, Sion kind of thinks he's won because um, you can see Dane, you know, tapping his arm. He turns around and Dane pops the trunk on him. It looks like it's over, but Sion has his leg on the ropes. There is, in short order, a Death Valley driver by the son of Austin Idol and Jack Stane is defeated. There is a, a hashtag and new national champion in uh, in Scion, um, Dave, what did you think of uh, of Jax and Scion for the title? It it wasn't a bad match, but I'm just so used to Jax being just so dominant and just size wise. To me, it wasn't it wasn't a believable win. It was a fluke win, and we'll see where it goes. But I think it was done to possibly separate 
Idle Sports Management from Church's Money give Austin a focus. Let me focus just on one person. And it goes back that he was a national champion as well. So they can play on the history of that father and son. And who knows how long this storyline will go. But it, it was a way to change things up aesthetically in idle sports management. Right. So we'll, we'll see where it goes. I mean, there's two champions in the group right now. It is a, yeah, it is a, a, a big night for, um, you know, for this group right now. Uh, Jeremy, um, Jack Stane defeated by, defeated by Scion, um, who has not had much success in the NWA, but who has failed upwards by failing to win the TV title. He's now won himself the national title. Uh, what did you think of this match? Overall, it was a decent match. Um, anytime Jack Stain gets in the ring, I, I enjoy it. Um, as you said, Scion has failed upwards gloriously. I, I, I'm hoping that this is, like Dave said, a sign that the church's money and idle sports management or idiot sports management, as Willie calls it, is is going their separate ways. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, My main takeaway from the match, though, was I hope we don't see more of Crimson and Jack Stane. Yeah. I just don't want to see that. I, I'm not a Crimson Anthony Mayweather fan at all. I don't. He does nothing for me in the ring, on the mic, or anything. So I'm just hoping that we don't see more of that. Or something different, anyway. Um, yeah, I, I tend to agree with you, though. Um, uh, Bully Ray. He's, uh, he's taking on Mike Knox in a tables match. Uh, my notes started with it was what it was, but um, the, the spots for me is early on, Bully Ray goes and, and takes out the first table of, of many. And he looks back over the camera and he goes, where's Devon when you need him? I thought that was pretty amusing. Mm -hmm. um, this was a Haas fight. There, there were several table spots, near table spots rather, and, and chair spots. Uh, Mike... Uh, Knox sends himself through a table when Bully moves, and so the ref waves it off and says it doesn't count. Bully has to put him through a table, but it's less than a minute later when Bully choke slams him through through one. Uh, after the match, Bully, who's been an amazing face uh, in, in the NWA, just you know, and, and on busted open as well uh, for the the NWA, breaks off a piece of this table. He's, he's walking around going, who wants it? And there's people standing, Dave, like, I want that. And he goes outside the ring and gives it to this cute little girl on one of her parents' shoulders as, uh, you know, take, take the photo opportunity with her. It's it's arguably, as DKM said a few weeks ago, the best book match in uh, leading up to 74. What did you think? It was definitely a feel-good moment. He knew how to work the crowd. And I mean, for going all the way back to his ECW days, I mean, 
him and Devon would work the crowd. And I mean, just getting them to chant, you just feel energy from him. He's not like a cheerleader. He just, he, he's almost scaring people into chanting that he'll walk. Come on. Hey, come on. Let's go. Let's go. He's the right. main cheerleader. But now he's softened with age and It, it was a good match for what it was. He was known for tables. It told a story. And I was just looking at it, and I'm like, wow. Knox got beat. Cardona got beat. BSK got beat. Not really a good night for uh, the Cardona family. No. Nope. Chelsea Green wasn't, wasn't in the Burke. <laughs> I, I know. I'm like, hmm, I'm wondering where this is going. Are they going to go? Hey, they hit rock bottom. Started from the bottom, now we're here. It's going to be a building process to get Cardona back to the championship, even though he never lost it. Right. Um, you know, look, I, I, I never want to, I'm learning on the job as I, as I go, because I never want to criticize the talent and the effort that these incredible athletes go through. I, I'm I'm done with Mike Knox right? <laughs> and, and Jeremy. Uh, I thought it, well, this was a good ending to to this, and hopefully that's that's it. Um, anything in this tables match that 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 you liked especially? No, not really. Just pretty. The end. The the end is that's, always <laughs> the end of it. Yeah, I, it was. Yeah, I didn't understand why. Knox going through the table didn't end it right there. Typically in a tables match, that's how it would end. Regardless of who went through the tables, someone went through, so there you go. Uh, but I'm I'm like you. I'm done with Mike Knox. Yeah. He's had a couple of bright spots, but that's basically been just because he cracks a joke that I chuckle at on the mic. But other than that, he does nothing. He's got a great T-shirt too. It's me, Mike from wrestling. My my girlfriend can't wait to get one. She's like, I don't really like Mike Knox. I just love the T-shirt. <laughs> um, but anyway, that's that's what that was, and that was it was clean and I had a feel good moment as Dave pointed out with that little girl. Uh, Kyle Davis is up on the uh, up on the ramp with Ricky Morton, and Morton is reacting to the loss of his son. He said, well, Homicide, you had to go dirty to beat a kid, which I thought was probably not the best choice of words. You want your, your kid's a man now. Yeah. Um, but be careful whose toes you step on on the way up. They're connected to the ass you have to kiss on the way down. Think about that one. I think he might have got it backwards. I don't know. But the, the point is there, Ricky Morton, Ricky Morton Whatever he's still doing or, or in the ring is still a charming and charismatic fellow on the mic. He says, read between the lines because I, I can't tell you this on, on TV. Um, so he's upset, and that's going to end up setting up something for night two that the other Alliance guys will talk about tomorrow. Uh, but i got to keep pushing. It's 7.15 already. Um, <laughs> La Rebellion are up. As they are facing, uh, well, they are fighting for the NWA World Tag Team titles, but not against a Commonwealth connection. We learned earlier in the night that Harry Smith is sick and he cannot compete. 
And the NWA said, sorry, Harry, you're going to have to relinquish the titles. This is NWA 74, and they must be defended. Um, so instead, they are going to face La Rebellion. The former champions are going to face Hawks Airy, uh, Luke and PJ Hawks for the vacant championship. So Doug Williams comes out and relinquishes his belt. I guess he's only got one um, uh, to uh, to the, the the match to the referee. Uh, it's largely e even for a couple of minutes. The first couple of minutes with Luke showing off his power and PJ showing off his technical skills. Uh, Luke gets isolated by La Rebellion and hammered for quite a while. Uh, there's a hot tag to PJ who suplexes the uh, both of them out of their boots for the next couple of minutes. Um, there's a tag back to Luke, and Luke's soon back in trouble. He eats both the, uh, the nail in the coffin, which he kicks out of, and the mark of the beast, which they actually hit uh, for the most part, and kicks out of that as well. He's double tough, Luke, in this, in this match. There's a, a brief double team by the Hawks that leads to um, Bestia taking out PJ and a mist of the eyes uh, of, of Luke by Damien Seyce-Seyce for about, I'm going to say, I'm going to guess the 11 billionth time in the last year this is this particular scenario has played out. And, and Bestia rolls up for the win. Uh, in the aftermath, Doug Williams comes out and he shakes La Rebellion's hands and, and all three of them and like in an acknowledgement that they're the champions now. Um, Jeremy, uh, your your thought on the new world tag team champions and and once again tag team champions, the rebellion and, and this match against Hawks Harry. Uh, this was this was probably one of probably my match of the night. Um, I I love seeing La Rebellion work and just that, that toughness that, that both PJ and Luke's and Luke have in any match. It, it just and it was nice to see them go up against La Rebellion this time instead of just PJ doing it. Um, again came close. But it's La Rebellion. I mean they're Nobody's figured out what it takes really to, to get to surpass them yet. You know, whenever the Commonwealth got it, I felt it was kind of lucky. So it was nice to see him get it back. And I, like I said, this was probably my match of the night. Yeah. Ian, Dave, to Jeremy's point, like if you think of the best tag teams in pro wrestling, usually people go FTR Briscoes as, as one A and, you know, one B uh, take your pick. And then when you start thinking about the, like, Who's, who's in second place to, to those two. This is one of the first team names that comes up in, in, in the La Rebellion. They're so innovative, mm -hmm. um, and they're, they're really interesting to watch. I just get tired of this particular ending to, to this match for them recently. What did you think of the match? The, the match overall was very good. I enjoyed it. Um, it it's great when, you, when both tag teams – can do high maneuvers, but they also can get down and dirty and just wrestle and fight if need be. Uh, I I do like that they brought Hawks Aries back because there were people around me that are like, well, well, why why are the Hawks in there? 
isn't there any other team that's better? And I'm like, well, they ended up facing each other back at Crockett Cup. But Luke was injured, so it was a two-on-one. Right. This is the rematch of the match that never happened. Right. I said, this is where you get your your shine back. This is where you get revenge on what happened. Yeah. And I don't know if it's going to play out with uh, Hard Times 3 being in the New Orleans area. That's wildcat country. That's right. Well, you know, funny you mentioned that because when I, when this ending happened, and we knew Hawks Ari was going to be in the uh, uh, the U.S. tag team uh, scene, I thought, oh, we got, you know, this this is guaranteed U.S. tag team champions. Forget the fixes. It's going to be like which was everybody's hope and, and guess, and it's going to be these guys now. Um, and we'll we'll leave that till night tonight too. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let, let's move on briefly. You know, it occurred to me only at this moment that we can't really do the power results for tonight anyway. We've gone along regardless because so many of them kind of rely on what happens on night two. So Jay, if you're still out there, DKM, you'll be doing power. I'll send you my notes if you want me to. <laughs> um, but we'll uh, we'll carry on with the rest of this pay per view. Uh, there's a face to face showdown with uh, uh, Trevor Murdoch and Tyrant to set up their main event for 74 Night Two, in the World's Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Murdoch won this title at uh, Always Ready, um, and uh, so they're both out. Uh, Tyrus was out with G's, who carries his title that, that sort of same way as well. I, I like that kick. Um, Tyrus says, get out of the ring to, to G's. This is like, it's just me and him and, and Billy Corgan in between them. Billy introduces them both. And Tyrus says, you know, I didn't cash in the lucky second. I wanted to, lucky seven, excuse me. I wanted to make this title, the television title, the, um, the number one belt. And, and I've done that. Okay. And, um, whatever. And now there's only one thing left for me, and that's the 10 pounds of gold. And I had to know what having 10 pounds of gold felt like. And he's wearing a lot of gold chains. And he says, so I went out and I bought 10 pounds of gold. And cuz, you know, the, when you, when I take that 10 pounds of gold, I'm going to give you this so that you don't feel like you're, you're without. Um, he says he's in great shape. And you know what? He has cut down some weight. It's noticeable. Um, he, he looks like he's been working out pretty hard, and it was good to see. Um, Murdoch gets on the mic, and he says, you know, you better keep your, your 10 pounds of gold around your neck because it's the only 10 pounds of gold you're going home with tomorrow night, sunshine. And I loved this part of his, of his speech. He said, I decide if I kick your ass all around this arena. I decide if you go back to Gutfeld with a black eye. And, you know, Tyrus and he go nose to nose and Billy Corrigan's like, you know, you know, shirts come off, jackets come off and they look like they're going to go at it. And then Tyrus just goes out of the ring and he points at his head when he's up to the commentary. Uh, people suggested he's playing mind games. He's in Trevor's head right now. 
And and I thought it was a good setup, uh, Dave, for this match the following evening. What did you think of it right down there uh, in the stands, so to speak? It was it was very intense. Um, you you could feel the crowd was really into it. For as much as people were like basically shitting on the match that oh you guys took out Aldis and put this guy in why well why not i mean it's not like you had a storyline going for somebody going after the tv title let's have a big hoss fight yeah the only thing i was worried about was time how are they going to stretch this out they did a very good job of wrestling fighting jabber jawing taking it outside the ring bringing it back in taking it way outside the ring and going down the entry aisle beating the hell out of each other oh let's scoop him up and slam him down and there there was nothing around the ring it's carpet i mean walking you're you're talking there's carpet with maybe a quarter inch under padding yeah, yeah padding underneath and that's yeah. it i mean if, if you're wearing just regular tennis shoes you're walking on that you're you're feeling the 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 hardness underneath that carpet the carpet's just there to make the floor look nice right and i'm like both of those guys did a hell of a job with the match yeah. and not making it a a short battle but stretching it out well you know james bell for for this just like face-to-face -face showdown i think he's nailed it this felt like a ufc or boxing championship way and you know mm -hmm. they, they go up and they put the the fist up and and sometimes you see dana white like okay you know everything um getting in there i thought it was it was it was like that you know as well i think that's exactly it and and so is carrying the belts like as we say it's a little thing and so as we'll find out for the main event in a moment reading the rules i loved it it's, it's so it's so great but um but jeremy um is you know what i i gotta tell you man i was not sure if Tyrus was going to uh um you know take this this match or like or not like wow could Tyrus seriously be be walking out of 74 tomorrow night with the 10 pounds of gold like I was excited for it but as soon as for me when uh um uh, uh Murdoch speaks you know and, and especially the black eye line you know about I decide if you get a black eye, you go back to gut fell with a with a black eye. I thought, oh no, he's got he's got this well in hand. I thought he was amazing. What did you think of the the nose to nose between these two guys? Um, I, I I agree with um, James Bell it, it, and you guys. It definitely had a big fight feel to it. Um, scorekeepers and, and 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 round girls, and I was expecting the works. You know, it. it I really, really enjoyed that aspect of it. Like you guys said, the little, the, those little details, you know, but it really, it really painted a great picture. 
it's almost too bad that like they don't have rounds you know in, in wrestling almost i wouldn't want it but but almost well, you could have a christy james type walking around carrying the you know mm -hmm. that, that'd be great um but it is main event night one is taya valkyrie taking on the brick house camille the most dominant champion in the nwa for the nwa world women's championship kyle does the intros in the ring once they're once they're in there here's your challenger here's what she's done you know here's who she is you know and here's your champion blah 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 400 and whatever days and you know I, I, he might have even said how many defenses which i think is like 23 right now or something um but you know and then turns it over to to, to the ref who reads the rules you know we met in the back you will follow my instructions Again, very boxing, very UFC. Uh, are there any questions? There's, there's no questions. And then we're off to what was for me the match of the night. Uh, I really enjoyed this, this match. There's lots of good wrestling and strikes to start this off. Camille's using her power to dominate. Uh, Taya does this thing that maybe she's done it for years. I, I, I don't know her very well, where she sets it i think it's called a uh a snapdragon suplex where someone's sitting in the middle rope facing out and she slides underneath from across the ring and suplexes them backwards Ooh. i mean it's just driving the back of the head into the mat but it's the presentation it looks so good in in, in the same way that uh caprice coleman spins around the ring post and he kicks you in the face you know when you're outside it just looks so interesting uh, Jeremy, you wanted to say something I could tell already. I was like, um, last night, uh, I want to say it was Mecca Wolf when he did the, the cartwheel. Right. Before, right. You know, it, just that little bit of flair. You know, it doesn't do anything for the move, but it makes it a little bit flashier. Right. You know, anybody can kick somebody in the chest, but I can't do a cartwheel. That's right. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> um, so there's lots of traded spots. There's lots of, of power moves back and forth. Camille hits a, a torture rack on, on Taya at, at one point. Uh, shades of Lex Luger that she, she drops into sort of a sit-out slam. Um, there's a, she hits a superplex on her. Uh, Taya hits that, that wear-a-lock and, and sort of a modified Shining Wizard running knee deal that looks pretty great. It's super back and forth for, for the length of this thing. And there's a million false finishes in this match. In the end, there's a referee bump uh, towards towards the finish of, of the map where, where Taya very intentionally spears the referee. Um, she even kind of like comes out from behind Camille and, and spears him into the mat. Um, she grabs the title. She drills Camille with it, throws it out, slides on top. There's no ref because she knocked him out, um, and uh, the, the referee gets gets pulled uh, get back over. She gets a two count, and in the, a, a near moment later, long story longer, <laughs> Camille hits a spear to retain her championship. Um, I don't know how long this one went, but it was a good match. Uh, the afterwards, Billy Corgan and the other female 
uh, women's wrestlers in the NWA. They walk out to applaud uh, Camille. Uh, and, you know, the rest of the talent is waiting on the stage, uh, all clapping as, as the show ends. The three-hour, 33-minute mark. Dave, this is the end of the show. It's the main event, the, the closing number. What did you think? I thought it was a very good back and forth match. Um, more or less, they, they had the crowd eating out of their hands. There were several chances of this is wrestling. Um, and I mean, Taya made Camille up her game. Right. That she, she was taking moves and doing moves that have never been done to her before. Granted, I know they've wrestled before and it made both of them up their games and it made Camille look even stronger. I, I realize the spear is the move that she uses for her finisher, but I wish that Camille would get another finishing move that just out of nowhere can happen. It is, for me, the worst finisher uh, that isn't the heart punch in pro wrestling. I, everybody uses it. I've seen one person in pro wrestling do it well. That's Rhino. Um, not a fan of the spear. And, yeah, something that you could hit out of nowhere, that, that you don't have to get to the corner and get into that football stance and let's, let's shake it up, <laughs> you know. Um, I, I like the, the match too. Jeremy, big main event blow off. Everybody's everybody's cheering as Camille walks out. Were, were you cheering? Did you like the fight? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, since since we've actually seen Camille step into the ring for the first time and have an actual match, to now, her growth is astronomical in my opinion. Right. Um, her move set has improved i do agree that she definitely needs something that can be hit from anywhere she needs another finisher um i think a submission would be would be good for her, that she could that that she could just lock on from someplace the the torture rack would be a great yeah. one you know there's so many ways it can be you can reverse something into it yep you know? yeah. yep and, and there's so many ways that you can you can build off of it as well. There's so many moves that she can take at, that that she can add to that. You know, throw them in the torture rack and then torture them for five six seconds or so, and then you know do a, a Death Valley driver on them or something from that. You know, uh, overall though, the great match. I mean, just. Like I said, she keeps growing leaps and bounds, and if they keep booking her with talent like Taya and veterans that, that know what's going on and can help push her to that limit, she's, yeah, she's another Jordan Clearwater type that can go anywhere. Before we get to overall thoughts on the pay-per-view, and then we'll call it a day, just I, I because of how much we had to pack into tonight, I, I apologize for not getting as many of the chat comments up, but some of the highlights for me, Willie said, I, I wish that Ric Flair had been in NWA 74. Uh, yep. He was a treat for me at that last pay-per-view when he did, when he spoke, uh, uh, you know, 
So that that would have been uh, that would have been nice. Um, although I this time around, I'm okay with kind of distancing from from Ric Flair for a little bit. It's a casual thing would have been like a little like a little uh, pre-taped thing, just congratulating the NWA on 74 years and yeah. 74 more. That would have been good, you know. I yeah. think he charges 250 bucks for a cameo. You know. Yeah, yeah, that that'd be great. Uh, that's a really good idea. Uh, Doty, Doty has showed up late. Doty, so good to, for you to drop drop in. Doty and I were were um, arguing, and I, I mean that in the nicest sense about Matt Cardona today. In in the Discord, he makes some some great points um, uh, about his perspective. I'm not gonna. I can't get into that now because the Alliance guys are gonna do night two, and I'll have to leave power for Jay. Uh, as well, and those two, those two events solidify my opinion of why Matt Cardona is no longer in the the A level tier for me in the NWA. Um, but the biggest lie of the night, however, is this one right here. <laughs> Jay, there's no way you can do cartwheels, man. There's no way you you are a father I, of I, daughters. I I. I... I've seen Willie Mack do kip, kip ups and car. Willie Mack is one of the most athletic people that I have ever seen in my life, and the things he can do. So if Jay Cow says he can do a cartwheel, I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. I challenge you, Jay, to do this on TikTok. I want to see yep. real cartwheel. Let's let's see it. I will. Uh, what will I do? I probably won't do anything. <laughs> but there you go. Uh, a lot. What else is he right here? Give give it a leg drop. Ala Hulk Hogan. Well. No, God. <laughs> that now you say which one was it that you didn't like, Tim? The the heart punch. The heart For punch. me, it was the the leg drop and the claw. Ah, uh, yes, yes, the the claw, the the claw just kind of. But then my my grandpa did that to me once, just kind of. Yeah. Yeah, I can see where that would that would be effective. <laughs> yeah, leg drop. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you as well. But the hard punch is a punch. Stop it. <laughs> I, I mean, guy could kick out of a pile driver, but you hit him in the heart and he's dead. I mean, come on. Yeah. Um, that is it for 74 and for our show, however. Um, night two is coming up uh, tomorrow night. Uh, Doty, he loves Tyrus's hard punch. Doty, Doty and I. Are, are having a disagreement today on a couple of matters. But we love you, Doty. <laughs> thank, thank you so much for being here. Um, but tomorrow night, night two of uh, the uh, NWA 74, night two recap, join the Alliance guys, J. Cal, DKM, and Jaden, 8 Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific for the Alliance guys podcast. Uh, for, for us, you can find... Alliance-wrestling.com at the end and, and everywhere else is at the Alliance uh, uh, Alliance blog on Twitter. Um, we're listed on Twitter there, but guys, tell us where, where they can find you. Uh, you can find me over at, uh, at Dave Scooby on Twitter and Instagram. Jeremy? You can find me at Twitter at HJWOTS um, and 
I'm probably going to start putting up some videos on my YouTube channel at, at Wrestling with the MMA as well. So, okay. well you've, been, you've been dragged kicking and screaming into the world of social media, my friend. That's good to see. <laughs> I am at uh, Twitter, NWA Gold underscore, because reasons, and uh, at NWAGold.com, where I am trying to update regularly. We have about 75 belt biographies to uh, go up. I think there's probably about a, only about a dozen in there right now. Instagram, Twitter, the whole bit, find us there. Um, that's it. That's it for us. And uh, until tomorrow night from the, from the Alliance, we'll see you at the matches. Thank Thanks you. for joining the stream. This has been a presentation of Alliance-Wrestling.com. We genuinely appreciate your support. Would you consider subscribing so you'll never miss a future episode? I'd also like to remind you we do a live stream every Tuesday at 5 p.m. before NWA Power. You can find us on social media at The Alliance Blog. And until next time, we are The Alliance.